This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We also recognize, just as it has been in the United States for Jamaica, one of the issues that has been presented as an issue that is economic in the way of its impact has been the pandemic. So to that end, we are announcing today also that we will assist Jamaica in COVID recovery um, by assisting in terms of the recovery efforts in Jamaica that have been essential to, I believe, what is necessary to strengthen not only uh, the, the, the issue of public health, but also the economy. I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed education like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq everywhere like such as and I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. Um, or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. Thank you very much, Miss South Carolina. Thank you very much, Madam Vice President. Oh, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. Today is March 31st, the last day in March in the year 2022. We are live streaming on Rumble on Blaze TV. And on YouTube, tap subscribe buttons, all that good stuff. We have a jam-packed program for you. So a lot of messages yesterday. People said, Dave, you're a little more fired up than usual. We come to you for your calm, cool, collected assessment of the news. But yesterday, the hands were banging on the table, the cursing, the emoting. Well... I'm going to see if I can clean it up today, uh, but we are going to talk about how wokeism and our inept government uh, is not only destroying everything, but they are telling us what their next moves are. That's sort of the next version of all of this. They actually, if you are paying attention, they are giving us enough of a trail of crumbs to see where they are leading us. And you just have to listen enough and pay just enough attention to know. And then once you know where they're leading us. Maybe you can do a couple things to live a better life or not be so affected by these lunatics. Uh, real quick, guys, I do want to remind you that Don't Burn This Country is coming out on April 12th. You can pick up a copy at daverubin.com book. And if you order it now, it will be delivered to you on the 12th. We got an audio book. I read it myself. It's fun. You're going to dig it. We got a regular book. There's an e-book. Where, what, how, how you read books? I don't know. Whatever you do, we got one for you. And of course, I am going out on tour. Uh, DaveRubin.com slash events. You can join me and Larry Elder and Dennis Prager and Don Jr. and Megan Kelly and a whole bunch more. And finally, I can now tell you that our guest in San Jose on May 15th will be the one and only, the quotable British author and great thinker, 
uh, Douglas Murray. I'm very, very excited about that. Douglas will be joining me in San Jose on May 15th. Oh, and one other thing. Uh, this is mostly for the Rubin Report uh, locals, community member people. Uh, we are doing the Q&A that I posted this morning will be tomorrow's show, not today. Today we've got a normal narrative show. Uh, the reason for that is I have to get out of here after the show today. I am hosting a, I'm the MC, actually, of the, the big PragerU gala this evening. And I'm going to be on stage with, uh, with Dennis Prager, my friend Dennis Prager. And you're not going to believe it. This guy, Ron DeSantis. Have you heard about this guy? He's the governor here in Florida. And uh, I'm going to be uh, bringing them on stage. And, you know, we're going to do a little talk and yada, yada, yada. So uh, I'm staying, staying over for the night so I can do some things tomorrow. So we are pre-taping tomorrow's Q&A. You can still get questions in right now at rubenreport.locals.com. Okay, let's do a show. Uh, Joe Biden, the elderly man pretending to be the president of the United States, uh, I believe is intentionally destroying the country. I don't know if it's his intentions, because I don't think he's in charge, but someone around him has a whole bunch of plans, and they're awful plans, and they are pretty much wrecking everything, uh, culturally, fiscally, borders, the whole shebang. Uh, we've got some info here from the Daily Wire on Biden's new budget, and it is quite bananas. Here we go. President Joe Biden's newly released $5.8 trillion budget for fiscal year 2023 refers to equity or uses synonymous terms over a hundred times as his administration continues to push an agenda critics say is anything but moderate. The plan comes out on Monday. It seeks to advance equity in dozens of government agencies, like by appropriating 48 million for a more equitable national park system. Similarly, the budget would appropriate $2.6 billion to the Department of State to advance gender equity and $1.5 billion to the Environmental Protection Agency to advance racial equity and secure environmental justice for communities. Biden's budget aims to embed equity as a priority across the federal government in a systemic fashion to address barriers to opportunity for Americans. As the Daily Wire reported on Tuesday, the budget notably earmarks more than 11 billion for climate spending in other countries. In total, the White House is calling for 44.9 billion to be allocated toward tackling the climate crisis, which would be a 16.7 billion increase from 2021 climate spending. Biden's proposal also allocates 20 million to the Department of Transportation to promote equity and inclusion and derail against the effects of structural obstacles to building wealth. There's also 400 million earmarked for federal science and technology programs so they can make use of scientific and technological innovation to advance equitable outcomes. The proposal comes amid a 40 year high inflation that Americans are particularly concerned about. So do you get it? Do you get it how wokeism has infected the system wholly? And one is, once it is in a system, the system is pretty much done. And this is, as I always say, where you have to give the devil his due. You got to give these guys and these bad ideas credit in that they got in and they have wrought destruction across the board. The idea that we would be caring about equity in the United States is actually counter to American values. We should be caring about equality, equality of opportunity. That's it. Equity is that you're going to have to take some people down 
Equity is not about bringing people up. It really is not. That's, that's how it's sold. But really what it's about is can we punish certain people so that it can seem that everyone will be the same. A very simple example of this that you all know is what happened at Harvard over the last couple of years where they felt in the name of diversity and tolerance that they had too many Asian students. So what did they do? They started punishing young Asian students who worked very hard, who in many cases came from first or second generation immigrant families and no one was given anything, whether they were Chinese or Japanese or Korean or whatever it might be. They punished those random 17 year old kids. So they said we could have more black students or brown students or whatever it might be. Nobody is against having black or brown students at Harvard, obviously, but they've decided that equity, equity, we should have, we should balance out these numbers based on immutable characteristics and based on gender and everything else, that that is the most important thing. It is counter to capitalism, it's counter to competition, it's counter to individual rights, it's counter to our constitution, our bill of rights, and all of that stuff. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. But these people don't care about that because they don't even care about basic math. Uh, Here's Biden's OMB director uh, admitting that there's actually no data to support the inflation situation, that they're basically running the numbers on this bill with. Take a look. Uh, CPI is close to 7%. Yeah, 7.9% and producer price index, 10%. All right, so in your budget, you think that within a few months, it's going to go down to 2.9%. Well, do you have data that would just suggest it's going to go down to 2.9% like like that? No. It's gone up every, about every month that President Biden's been in office, the inflation has gone, has increased. It's not gone down, it's increased. You're you're absolutely right. And what I was going to say is, um, to get a budget to you to start this lovely dialogue, we locked those inflation and interest rates numbers in November. Um, and inflation has absolutely changed um, since that happened. Oh, is, well, that's something. You mean you locked in the numbers back in November when inflation wasn't nearly as bad as it is now? And you're just putting out a budget not based on anything that's happening now. Uh, we are now basically at the end of March, one day away from April, but you're locking in the numbers uh, back in November. Got it. So you just made up the numbers is what you're trying to say, lady. Well, you're not going to believe this. We have the internet here over at the Rubin Report. We have some data on U.S. inflation. Here you go. The annual inflation rate for the United States is 7.9% for the 12 months ending in February of 2022. I don't know why she didn't look at those numbers which is the highest since January 1982 after rising 7.5% previously, according to U.S. Labor Department data published March 10th. And of course, we all know about the inflation situation. We've been talking about it here. You guys know it. You know it when you go to the store and you see the crazy prices on everything. And, And one thing that's extremely obvious is gas prices. So gas prices right now are completely bananas. Uh, They have settled a little bit from where they were a few weeks ago. Uh, But right now, today's average gallon of gas is $4.23. 
Last month, it was 361. That's a pretty significant increase. Last year at this time, it was 287. The highest that it got was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, that was on March 11th, 2022, where it was $4.33. You know, we can look at this and go, oh, this, this is bad news. How did this happen? Are they, are they trying to help? Is anyone trying to help? Or I think we can take a more obvious approach, which is that they want gas prices to be high because they want to get us off gas and fossil fuels and that their general ineptitude related to all of these things is what is causing supply chain stuff. It is what's causing inflation and the fact that when you go to the store, it takes much longer to get products as someone that just moved into a house here in Florida. And by the way, things are significantly better in Florida because DeSantis is doing all sorts of stuff to make sure the supply chain can move as fast as possible. But it's not like Florida has everything in Florida. You need things from other states as well. Uh, and that reminds me of that orange guy that I often talk about because he just did an interview and uh, he brought up that, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff wasn't happening under him. We would have never been talking. I'll give you an example, supply chain. You go to a store, they don't have bread. We're like a third world country. They don't have things. You go to buy something at Tiffany. You go to buy something at a hardware store, high, low. They don't have product. They say, even me, when I order things like for furnishings, for a building or something, they say it's going to take nine months to get it. Used to be like same day service, um, supply chain. We never even heard the term. It wasn't like the, the system was working. The system's totally broken. Our system is broken. Okay, so you can see the data and you can hear Trump and go, okay, is any of this stuff actually true? And I would say run a test for yourself. Go on any website right now to basically buy anything. Go, I've, I've run this test before live on the show. Some of you may remember. Go to Crate and Barrel. Pick three stores that you would normally get a couch at. Go to Crate and Barrel. Com, go to cb2.com, go to West Elm, wherever you might buy a, uh, a couch and pick any random couch on there and see how long it takes to get. And you will see it's months and months and months and months and that things are costing more money. So you don't have to just see the data, right? And you don't have to just hear Donald Trump. You can figure it out in your own life. We're trying to put some flooring here in our house because uh, there's a couple cracks in some tile and they're telling us it's going to take months to get the very basic thin wood flooring that should be here pretty much overnight. Uh, but at least we have competent people in charge. That's the thing. Uh, these are good people. These are wise people. And uh, if they just had more of our money and more of our attention and more power over us, they'd be doing more good stuff, wouldn't they? No. Uh, here is Kate Bedingfield. This is Jen Psaki Light. She is the White House press secretary. I guess Psaki was in a uh, depression yesterday. Couldn't show up to the press conference. So Kate Bedingfield checked in and she was asked about our crazy spending and her answer is quite curious. How after printing trillions of dollars taxpayers might want to know, is there not enough money to continue fighting the pandemic? Trillions of dollars. We have. You're out of it? Is all the accounting done every single dollar? So we have the resources that we need in this current moment. What we need is this funding to be able to plan for the future, to prepare for, uh, for, as I say, the possibility of a new variant, the possibility of a new wave. We don't want to be caught flat-footed. What, what was that, Kate? Uh, first off, Kate looks like she's in 10th grade. I, I don't know where they're getting these people, but I mean, she looks like she's 16 or something. Um, we need more money and more bigger budgets 
so that we can prepare for the future and the next wave of COVID. Ah, that's interesting. A little hint, perhaps a little dropping of a crumb to tell us that COVID may be coming back. Could that be? Uh, she continued, though, uh, uh, talking about whether uh, COVID's coming back and what taxpayers are going to think of it and the whole shebang. Go. Where taxpayers would be skeptical. I mean, trillions of dollars and all of a sudden billions more. I think taxpayers want to be prepared uh, for the virus and they want to make sure that we have the resources that we need to keep them safe. And that's what this administration is focused on. Taxpayers want to be prepared for the virus. Yes. Yes. If only you guys had more of our money, we could be more prepared for the virus that you failed miserably at stopping. I don't like these people. I don't like them very much. But they're telling us, right? This is what I'm talking about. The crumbs, they're being dropped. They're telling us, we need more of your money. Why do we need more of your money? Well, we always need more of your money. I mean, you know, we're not very good with money. We don't really know anything about inflation or budgets. We forget to carry the one, et cetera, et cetera. If we just had more of your money, we could protect you from COVID because we've done so well at it. And even though we're having a little lull in COVID right now for the the new season of war over in Eastern Europe, they're obviously telling us that COVID is coming back. We got more, but before I get to that, I wanna talk to you guys about Startmail. You ever wonder how big tech knows so much about you? Three word, three words, free email services. When you click accept on those terms and conditions, you're giving that free email provider the go ahead to scan and analyze your email. Free email services are data hoarders. If you're done letting big tech make billions by selling your info in your email, I suggest switching to Startmail. Startmail keeps your email private, period. Every email can be encrypted, even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. When you delete an email, it's gone forever, and Startmail uses their own servers, not Amazon, which means they can't be put out of business. If you're already dropping big data hoarders like Facebook and jumping onto less censored platforms, then right now is the perfect time to switch to Startmail. Switching to Startmail is seamless too. You can easily transfer all your current email data so there's no starting from scratch. Startmail is backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. So when you're giving your email to a company, but you want to protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your info and they can be deleted at any time. I keep saying the way forward is to build competitive businesses that support our privacy values, which is why I value the service Startmail provides. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Email snoops and scammers are taking advantage of the pandemic as phishing has skyrocketed in the last year. That's phishing PH, not the other kind. Keep your private information private with Startmail. Sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Ruben. That's start with a T, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash Ruben for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. All right, so uh, they're dropping some hints. They're dropping some hints. COVID's coming back. They maybe need to keep us distracted and keep us fearful and all of that stuff because that's all they got. Uh, Here's Joe Biden talking about why he needs more of your money too. Even worse, if we need a different vaccine for the future to combat a new variant, we're not going to have enough money to purchase it. We cannot allow that to happen. Congress, we need to secure additional supply now, now. New variant, it's coming, it's a coming and they need more money for it. And what he means by that is we need to take more money from you so we can use it for our stuff. And it's very odd that he says, we're not gonna have the money for it unless you do what we want because this is the same guy and the same administration that believes that you can just endlessly print money. 
if I had a printing machine downstairs and could endlessly print money, I would be buying all sorts of things all day long because there would be no reason not to. That's what this government thinks. But the more that it does that, it causes inflation to go up. So the idea that he's using some basic economic theory like, oh, we're not going to have money uh, is a little bizarre because you also believe that you can print the hell out of money. Uh, but as this COVID comeback continues, Lord, uh, here's Biden. This is the most extraordinary. I think this is the most extraordinary video we're going to show you today. Here's Biden pushing for monoclonal treatments, the same monoclonal treatments that he stopped Florida from doing because they were doing it for a year. And then he forced the federal government to move on the states and stop them from doing it. The monoclonal antibody, take monoclonal antibodies, for example, they've helped save lives. This isn't partisan, it's medicine. But Congress hasn't provided enough money to keep purchasing these monoclonal by, uh, anybody. It's not partisan, it's medicine. Great line, okay, who wrote that? Um, he literally did that. The federal government moved on Florida to stop Florida from using monoclonal treatment. Uh, as some of you may remember, right when we got down here to Florida in December, a little bit before Christmas, that's when Omicron was going crazy. David and I both got uh, COVID. And we immediately, within the hour, got monoclonal treatment here in Florida. I then was sick for about three days. I had leg aches. That's it. David actually was a little bit more sick. We're both unvaccinated. That was our own personal choice, but obviously we're, we're fine now. Uh, but the point is that the administration, which was railing against monoclonal treatments, which was completely pushing for vaccine mandates, even as the evidence was coming out that the vaccines were not working as promised, now it's about monoclonal treatment. And if he just had more money from Congress, which means your money, then we would have more of the treatment that he didn't want people getting a few months ago. Biden continued to talk about COVID. Here's a, here's a humdinger. We're now in a new moment in this pandemic. Does not mean that COVID-19 is over. It means that COVID-19 no longer controls our lives. That's what it means. Cases are ticking up as we thought they might. But now, thanks to the foundation we've laid, America has the tools to protect people, all people. And you know, as we've done from day one, my administration is making it easier than ever for Americans to access these tools. It is true, he did send every American two COVID tests. Remember that after the State of the Union, you could get two COVID tests made in China. That's the thing. We have them downstairs made in China, you know, because, yeah, you get it. You get it. Uh, this idea that COVID has controlled our lives. Well, I get it. If you live in a blue state, in a blue city, and you're surrounded by a bunch of paranoid lunatics uh, who want to wrap themselves up in saran wrap and never go out and all of those things, then I suppose it has controlled your life. I live in a free state called Florida where COVID has had no bearing on anything that I can see here at all. Occasionally, you do see some people wearing masks, and I don't begrudge anyone that takes any precaution that they wish to. Um, but things are exploding down here in the best sense of it, economically, culturally, uh, politically. It, it's all happening. And it just is a matter of not letting. It's not that COVID controlled people's lives. It's that the government controlled people's lives. It's that you, you buffoon Joe Biden, and the evil taking out money. The evil Gavin Newsom of California. Someone's getting cash at the end of the year to move to Florida. It's that you people controlled people's lives. It has absolutely nothing to do with COVID controlling people's lives. But then Joe Biden, who does this all on a stage, which is very weird, 
Uh, he got his fourth shot. Yeah, take a look. So now I'm going to get my second booster shot. I'm reluctant to comment. Can you comment on the declassified intelligence that he doesn't trust his military leadership since it is declassified? No. Is the U.S. willing to provide security guarantees to Ukraine as part of peace talks with Russia? Mr. President, are you going to extend Title 42? Well, I've a decision on that, too. What did President Zelensky tell you about that? Between reach and poor countries on vaccination will affect your... Uh, the, the fight against COVID here. What did President Zelensky say? The difference between the gap. Mr. President. 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 So uh, I apologize for discouraging him. It didn't hurt a bit, and uh, I was able to roll my sleeve up, and thank you all. I feel very confident of everything happening in this country when I listen to that man and I watch whatever that theater show was. That was a theater. First off, he is on a stage. Do you know that? That is a sound stage with lights like I have in this studio. It's a studio. He even says, why am I doing this in a studio, basically in front of people? He doesn't know what he's doing. He's obviously not in charge. They're injecting the man right in front of us. It's like, I think that was pretty much the plot of the G.I. Joe movie, where they're injecting the president with something. It's like, what the high hell is going on here? <sighs> is, I mean, really, really. Like, am I being over the top here? But is anyone watching that and feeling confident about any of this? So that was his second booster shot, which is why I said it was his fourth shot, because you get the shot, then you get the booster, you get the shot, and then you get the booster. So they're just injecting the president with stuff. Why the woman next to him is wearing a mask, I don't know. Why is she wearing a mask, right? She's obviously vaxxed and boosted and everything else. And let's not forget, only a few weeks ago, he was with all the other geriatric people at the State of the Union, and they were rubbing heads and sniffing hair and everything else. Maybe Fauci could explain some of this to me because he's back, baby. Remember, he took off for like three weeks. We didn't know where he was while we were doing the war thing. Well, now Fauci is back and he's thinking about locking you down again. We need to be prepared for the possibility that we would have another variant that would come along. And if things change and we do get a variant that does give us an uptick in cases and hospitalization, we should be prepared and flexible enough to pivot towards going back at least temporarily to a more rigid type of a restriction, such as requiring masks indoor. No dick. That is the extent of my analysis on that one. Uh, we've got more video from Fauci. Is it just a coincidence that there is a huge coronavirus laboratory in Wuhan? Well, I mean, it is not at all surprising that there's a research lab in there. The Chinese were trying to figure out and did successfully figure out 
what the original etiology was of SARS-CoV-1. And the very fact that we did have a SARS-CoV-1 made it very, very clear that there would be a possibility that we would have another pandemic outbreak from the animal-human interface. So it makes very good sense. Oh, you don't say. You mean the thing that we've all been saying for two years, the thing that Rand Paul was going on and on about in that Senate hearing when you got very indignant? You mean the place where they're researching the stuff and then the thing leaks out and it's in the city that the lab's named after? And the, 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 the. Lordy, lordy, these people are ridiculous. Anyway, what's good about all of this, of course, is that people just are not paying attention as much. And I don't think that if they came in and they decided to lock everybody down, yes, there would be a whole slew of people who would say, thank you, sir, may I have another? And they would gladly go into their basements and drink all day and watch porn all day and, and whatever. Like there's a certain set of people that would love to just live on the government dole. And, and that's why the government wants to break people because then you're just cogs in the machine and you'll never, you'll never actualize as a human being. That's what, the, that's what a machine would want. You're not an individual. You're just a piece of something. That's it, right? But enough people are waking up. I think a ton of people are waking up. I think tons of people no longer believe the lies of these people. I think a ton of people uh, will not comply if they tried to. And I think there are places, once again, Florida would be ground zero for this, that simply will not play along. And, you know, if you live in, say, California, you live in a very different country than here in Florida. And I will throw in another $5 into the Leave Cali Fund. Uh, finally, we have Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd is a journalist over at CB, uh, NBC News. Uh, and uh, as you can see, even he's getting very concerned about how bad it's looking for the Democrats. Let's look at presidential job approval rating, all right? When, when uh, Bill Clinton and George W. Bush had midterms that went their way, their job approval rating was, was right around 50 or north of it, all right? When you start dipping below 45, you've got a problem, and you're going to have midterms that are in the bad to shellacking ratio. President Biden's at 40. George W. Bush was at 39% in 2006. We know how that turned out. So you see that's also in shellacking territory. Then let's look at the generic ballot. What you're going to see here is a narrow lead for the Republicans, 40 two to 44, and you're going to say, oh, that's competitive. No, 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 no. And, and national polling is extremely rare because of the way gerrymandering has worked, uh, the way Democrats are packed into districts. You know, they have more 85% districts than the Republicans do. The bottom line is generic ballot. If the Democrats are losing, it means they're going to get walloped. Last time in 2010, Republicans had a two-point advantage. That translated to 63 seats. So in summary right now, You've got three, essentially three numbers here that all point into dangerous territory for the Democrats and the incumbent party. Presidential job rating at 40 percent, wrong track over 70 percent, and the Republicans leading in the generic ballot. Not a good time. You, the last line, that's the giveaway. That's the tell, right? If you were playing cards with this guy, not a good time. What do you mean? I thought you were an impartial journalist. Oh, but your guys are losing, so not a good time. That's how you end the segment. You give all the numbers. Let, let's just go on the assumption that those numbers are roughly right or trust, trustworthy, et cetera, et cetera. He obviously feels those are not a good time. This is a lot of trouble because it's his guys. It's his administration. It's his machine. So they, they're telling you what they are. 
Do you think if it had been reversed and it looked like Democrats were going to sweep and crush and all of the stuff was going to happen and blue wave and everything else, do you think he would end it by like, oh, shit, man, we're screwed? Pretty sure he wouldn't, in case he didn't see what I was doing there. Uh, we got some comments from the locals community. Peter says, all my savings go to gold, silver, and crypto. The euro is dropping so fast. Yeah, look, we've got some money in, uh, we've got a little bit of gold, we've got a little bit in crypto, and I think everyone should diversify. You know, I'm a big believer, I actually, this is a, a portion of the, the, the new book. Uh, I'm a big believer in buying things, like buy real estate while you can. You know, physical things are real and physical, and yes, you should, I'm not a financial advisor, obviously, um, and I have some money in retirement accounts and that sort of thing, but it feels like all of that stuff feels very uh, uneasy right now, doesn't it? And it's like a house is a house and you can live in it. Owning a plot of land is there and it's yours until the government comes in with eminent domain. But like get stuff. I, I really just believe in physical things. That's my, that's my own personal take on this stuff and it's worked out fairly well for me. Uh, Jumpin' Jeff says, based on his behavior, I think they are giving him heroin. Ah, that's, I would say it's as likely as anything else that they're giving Joe Biden heroin. Or you know what it reminded me of? That episode of The Simpsons when uh, Mr. Burns, uh, you find out that he goes to this like scientific lab somewhere where they inject him with all these things and that's what's keeping him alive because technically he should be dead. He has every disease known to man and that they are all in perfect harmony. But if one gets out of whack, he'll die immediately. And they show the, him getting ejected and his arm is so frail and weak that the needle goes right through it. Like that's pretty much what we just saw right there. Uh, Mad for Cars says, just put my Disney stock up for sale. Don't have much time to go. Yeah, you saw, I, I canceled my Disney Plus account yesterday. I think the only way we can move past this stuff, and, and this really is gonna be the driver for, for me personally and this show, going forward is, yeah, we can talk about them and we can make fun of them and we can expose them and all that, but what our real energy, every single one of us, our real energy should be on building new things and promoting good people and finding alternative routes off their endless descent into hell. Uh, by the way, the Daily Wire yesterday announced that they're putting $100 million into kids programming uh, to counter what's going on with Disney, and it's like, that's building new things. When I built Locals a couple years ago, it was because I saw that big tech was a real problem, so I built something new. And then when Rumble came along, Chris over at Rumble had been building Rumble for years, and we decided to merge the companies together to build something new, so we have some avenues, some ways and off-ramps to get off all of this lunacy. Uh, all right, right after this, guys, I will be taping tomorrow's Q&A, because I'm heading out to this PragerU gala with, uh, with Dennis Prager, obviously, and Governor Ron DeSantis. Maybe I'll see if I can take a selfie with Ron, and right before, I'll, uh, I'll say, instead of cheese, I'll say gay, and see what happens. Say gay! We'll, 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 see, we'll see if we can make it work. Uh, reminder, the book is available for right now for pre-order, and then you'll get it on April 12th, DaveRubin.com slash book, uh, and the tour is out, DaveRubin.com slash events, and the, the big guest that we just added yesterday at the San Jose event, May 15th, with the, uh, how would I describe Douglas? He's just, he's just spectacular. Like, just like one of the best, clearest thinkers and, and just a really decent man. He will be joining me in San Jose, May 15th, as I said, so looking forward to that. If you wanna play along during the show, uh, live chat, rubenreport.locals.com. Part two of my interview with the Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort is up right now, and uh, we've got a cold close for you today. Um, I'm not making it up, people. They, uh, 
they've got plans and you better start thinking about it. And the title of this session, are we ready for a new world order? Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.